Welcome to the Headspace Podcast, where we try to make sense of our never-ending existential crisis through the lens of artistic expression. You have no idea what loss is. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. No, we made me come on. Ah, What is going on, guys? My name is Xavier Reichbaum, and I am the founder of Headspace Productions, a multimedia independent production company specializing in film and theater. Welcome to the very first episode of my very long-anticipated podcast on my part. I have wanted to start a podcast for quite a long time, but I was never quite sure how I would do it, what the logistics of that were, how I would go about even starting this, what I would talk about, what would be my niche, what would make my podcast unique. And I decided to just stop worrying about any of that stuff, because as long as I'm being myself and I'm being genuine on this podcast, then I know that I'm going to be artistically fulfilled. No matter how many people are listening to it, no matter how successful it ends up being, that is what matters to me the most. So since this is the first episode of this podcast, what I want to start with is essentially telling you guys what the listening experience of this podcast is going to be, the kind of content you're going to be getting, and what the overall idea behind the podcast is, not necessarily in that order. So I'm going to start from the essential idea of this podcast. Long story short, I am a very existential person, and I am also a filmmaker, and I decided that I wanted to start a podcast where we encourage more existential discussions around filmmaking and artistic expression in general and specific uh, pieces of media. So basically what the listening experience of this is going to be is each episode I am going to be talking about, I or a guest that I may feature uh, are going to talk about a specific piece of media, a movie, book, film, theater production, album, song, you name it, and relate it to this seemingly never-ending existential crisis. We are going to look at whatever piece of media we are discussing, whether it be me and a guest or just me by myself, which it probably will be most of the time, and we are going to deduce the existential meaning and value in every piece of art that we discuss. And with this show, we are going to be looking at those pieces of media, uh, picking out the existential themes present within them, what we think that piece of media could possibly be saying about the overall experience of life, and we're also going to talk about how it relates to our personal experiences and what it can mean for us, how it can benefit people, um, how it opens us up to big questions and ideas, basically anything under the existential crisis umbrella that you can think of. And I'm very, very excited for it uh, because, as I've already said, I love deep conversations. I'm a very existential person, and I think that being open and honest with ourselves and with each other and being able to talk about these things honestly, genuinely, and articulately is insanely beneficial and also very therapeutic and enjoyable. And so I am very excited to finally be starting this podcast so that we can start this journey together. One of my biggest goals with this podcast is to come off as genuine, honest, authentic, and truthful as possible. I really don't enjoy podcasts that feel very corporate, uh, feel very disingenuous, or like they're only being made for um, views or I guess listens um, in this format. I am also um, 
a very consistent YouTube content creator, which is why I naturally deviated to that terminology. But yeah, I really just want to be very open and honest on this podcast. I feel like that's a very beneficial thing, and I understand that this podcast being called the Headspace Podcast and me being the founder of Headspace Productions, it is likely going to be the experience of many where um, they are going to see that this show exists and they're going to come to the show hoping for it to be a representation of that company or be a discussion of what that company does and what it uh, provides and and different things that we're doing but uh, please please um, don't misinterpret Uh, that's not what this podcast is at all the word headspace is just sort of my tag and it's what I am. It's uh, sort of a, a part of my identity in a way, and it's a word that really resonates with me, and so it sticks in a lot of what I do. Um, this podcast is a much more personal outlet for myself as an artist, as a filmmaker, and most importantly, as a human, which is the uh, whole motivation behind the idea of looking at art through a more existential lens. I don't think enough people out there are having big enough conversations about certain pieces of art. Um, One of my other goals with the show is also to ensure that people who listen to it gain a bigger or deeper or more well-rounded appreciation for certain pieces of media that they may have brushed off prior to listening. So this podcast is going to be a very chill, laid-back, existential experience, and it's a ride that I'm very happy to go on with all of you. Um, Please, if you are intrigued by this premise, if you want to listen, uh, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast service that you are listening to it on. I, at the moment of recording this, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to be able to distribute this, but I'm definitely going to work my ass off to get it on as many platforms as possible. But please spread the word about this. I am very excited for this. I would love to have guests on in the future, so um, building those numbers and heightening traffic and making people aware of this podcast is also really important to me because I really do want to just open up and be very honest about my existential self, my existential feelings. Sorry for the uh, little bit of a stutter there. And just looking at art through an existential lens. I really want to encourage very deep discussion of media and of art, um, particularly within my generation. I am 18 years old, and at the time of recording this, it is 2023, and I am part of Gen Z, which is a generation that has been through quite a fucking lot and is also a generation that has gone through um, endless ridicule and scrutiny, though I do believe that the argument could be made that every generation has sort of gone through their own form of that from older generations, but in the day of the internet, uh, in this postmodern era that we are living in, it is a much different experience for my generation, I feel, and I don't want to very often get political on this podcast, though I will say I am a very political person in the sense that I am not pursuing a career in politics. I have no interest in that whatsoever, but I do have a lot of opinions on political ideas and political issues and situations, and a lot of things that unfortunately are seen as political that 
aren't political and should have never been made political but have been politicized by the media and by a lot of very hateful people out there. So just warning that right up front, um, it is very likely that I might get off on some of those kinds of tangents throughout this podcast, but I really don't want to promote or perpetuate anger or outrage with this podcast. There are a few things, however, that I should get out of the way if you are a new listener and this is the first episode you're listening to and you're wondering if you're going to want to stick around and listen to this show. There are a few things that I feel I should make you aware of in order to avoid toxicity or hate um, surrounding the show. Um, I really want to just spread love and positivity, camaraderie, and acceptance among people. So I'm now going to um, reveal some information uh, about myself and about where I stand on certain things so that you know the show that you're listening to and you know the mindset of the voice that you are hearing in your headphones or over whatever speaker system that you're listening to this on. You already know my name is Xavier Reichbaum. You already know that I am a filmmaker and that I have my own independent production company. Um, but some more, and you also know that I am 18 years old, but some more information about myself is that I am part of the LGBTQ plus community, and I am also in a um, gay relationship with my wonderful, wonderful boyfriend. Um, So if you're somebody who feels very strongly about those things, there you go. There's some information about myself to give you an idea of sort of where I fall on the spectrum of of that social, um, that subsection of society and that um, social conflict and and ongoing issue. Overall, politically, I would say that I am much more left-leaning, much to the disappointment of many members of my family, and I wouldn't necessarily say disappointment, but perhaps misunderstanding of many members of my family, because there are so many terms that we use nowadays that we seem to relate all to one overall thing. The terms left and liberal and liberalism seem to be only associated with the democratic political party, which now I will say this, I am very against the bipartisan system. I think it only breeds hatred and division, and it's impossible for us to really have any form of unity whatsoever as long as we are living in a bipartisan system. But if you had to overgeneralize my political leanings, you could call me a Democrat, and I wouldn't necessarily um, be offended, but I would ask you to think a little deeper about it and recognize that not all of these terms mean the same thing. There is a difference between being a Democrat and being a liberal. There's a difference between being a Democrat and being a leftist. There's a difference between being a leftist and being a liberal. And there's also the overall idea of liberalism, which is definitely something that I mostly subscribe to in a lot of ways. The things that mean the most to me in the world are my relationships with people. That is above all else. It would be very easy for me to sit here and say my dreams of filmmaking and theater and my passions, but when I really sit down to think about it, yes, obviously that is at the forefront, but top priority over anything else just in my heart is absolutely the people that I love, whether that be my family or my friends, people that have helped me through some very, very tough times, which I'm sure I will 
definitely get into at some point on this podcast. Um, There might be a couple episodes here and there that deviate from the overall premise of the show, um, because as I said, this is also going to be a personal outlet for myself in which I hope to spread awareness and positivity and acceptance, and thus this could result in an episode or two in which I go into detail about my past and different traumas that I have had to endure throughout my life and that I may or may not still be enduring how each experience changed my perspective, um, my experiences with family, friends, love, and loss, all of that. Um, There's definitely going to be discussion of those things on this podcast, whether or not it's about me specifically or talking about it in a more general sense Um, in regards to the overall human experience. I am also not a religious person. I am not entirely non-spiritual. I would most identify myself with um, agnosticity. I classify myself as agnostic. I am open to the idea of um, a higher power, of supernatural stuff. I, I'm open to all of it, but if you're aware of what agnosticity is, basically my perspective is I'm open to it, but I don't believe or disbelieve in any given belief system. I just don't know, and I don't think that we are able to know, and I'm not somebody who personally um, wants to devote much of my life to something that is almost entirely based on a hunch or misinformation, or unreliable narratives. So now that you have a rough idea of who it is you're listening to, and you have either decided to stick around or leave, which I completely respect, um, let's go ahead and get to the meat, um, so to speak, of this video. Now, ironically enough, this particular episode is not going to be discussing one select um, film Um, or work of art. I more so just want to talk about a general, a general concept of where I got the idea, essentially, for this whole Headspace brand. I I don't want to call it a brand. Um, It's, it's not really a capitalistic thing. It's more so just the idea behind it. Um, so much of my work, and in fact, I would say all of my work and my motivation to pursue a career in the film and theater industry is entirely fueled by emotion. And um, I actually think that that is a very good thing. It doesn't mean that there is not a business side to the industry. There absolutely is, and it is a pain in the ass. And I'm sure that I'm going to have episodes in the future in which I talk about my uh, good and bad experiences with that, but when it comes to me personally and my individual pursuit of the arts, it has always been a mental and emotional journey for myself. Yes, we live in a a great world where artists are able to support themselves financially um, by working in the, in the film and theater industry. And that's amazing. Um, but when I say that for me, it isn't about the money. I truly mean that it is not about the money. I, 
obviously want money, you know, I, I want to be well off, I, you know, I'm not trying to come off super snobby or pretentious here, I'm genuinely just honestly putting it out there that that's not the first thing that has ever come to mind when I'm thinking about the next project that I want to do or when I'm thinking about a script that I'm writing and how I'm going to get it made and, and things like that. It, it's never the first thought. It's rarely the second thought. It's usually at the bottom of my list of prioritized um, pursuits when I am pursuing a an artistic endeavor, whether it be something of my own originality or the creation of somebody else, which is also a beautiful thing. I genuinely do not approach it with the mindset of I'm going to make some money or like I'm excited for this paycheck. Like, obviously, yes, like I said, I do personally find it amazing that I am able to express myself artistically and be able to make money doing that and support myself financially doing that. But that has never been the forefront of my pursuit and it never will. I firmly believe that money can turn people's hearts to blackness. I think it, it rots people's psyches. I, I genuinely think that money and wealth can have such a damaging effect on the human experience. It can have a, such damning effects on your mental health, um, the mental health of the people around you, because it will inevitably affect your behavior and the way you treat people. And the concept of ungodly amounts of wealth is always something that has sort of disgusted me. I mean, we live in a world where billionaires who aren't like pop stars or artists actually exist, and that is inherently immoral and unethical in my opinion. Um, I believe that the only way that, I don't really want to name people, but the only way that certain billionaires in the world are like in the business realm for example the only way you get to that accumulation of wealth to that point of wealth is by exploiting people there is no other explanation for it nobody needs no single person needs that amount of money and i genuinely believe it does a significant amount of damage and i would never want that to happen to myself um um and the, and that that whole tangent right there is to bring it back around to this idea of me artistically being almost solely motivated by emotion. So let's talk a little bit about where the idea for the name Headspace uh, came from. And it's probably not going to be as profound or exciting as you might be anticipating, but it is something that is deeply personal to me and means a lot to me. And it is going to require me to talk about some things that I went through uh, in my early high school years um, and also just throughout my entire life and my childhood. But again, I'm saving the finer details of those things for another episode. I'm only going to give what is necessary to help you guys understand the origin of this idea. So something that I have struggled with throughout my entire life is depression, uh, which is hereditary um, clinically on, on my mom's side of the family. I have been clinically diagnosed with depression, um, and it's something that I've struggled with for my whole life. And 
I said that I wasn't going to get into the finer details of certain struggles that uh, this has caused me to go through, and I won't, but the essential thing is that the name Headspace Productions, originally it was just Headspace Pictures, but I later changed it to Headspace Productions. Headspace Productions was actually named after, at the time, um, a song by Louis Capaldi, who is a singer that I quite adore, um, to, to an absurd degree, honestly. Um, anyone who knows me in real life will tell you that I overplay Louis Capaldi to hellish extents. Um, but there is a Louis Capaldi song called Headspace, um, which is a gorgeous, um, beautiful, melancholic, heartbreaking, but deeply existential and contemplative song on his debut album. And when I first heard that song, I was going through a lot of stuff that just sort of directly related to the themes and messages of the song. It was a song that that truly did mean a lot to me, and I was very fortunate to find it at the time that I that that I did because I think um, and this is something that I definitely will get into in later episodes of the podcast, but it is absolutely a fact that art has literally saved my life on many, many um, unholy amounts of occasions, and it is not with joy uh, that I say that. This song in particular, at the time, I related to it in one specific way, and it did have to do with my love life, which again is likely something that I will get into more detail on at some point in the show. I feel like I keep saying that, like, oh, here's something that I'm referencing. Uh, I can't really talk too much more about it right now because it's not really the main point, but I'm going to talk about it later on the show. Um, That's something else I should have warned you guys about before you chose to stuck around. I am going to go on a lot of tangents and a lot of rants on this show. Um, this, that's something about the show. It's completely unscripted. I don't even have a set of bullet points. I don't even really pre-plan points of discussion that we're going to hit. Sort of the point is to just, to be honest and improvise because I feel that that is where the most genuine thoughts, um, are born. So back to that song at the time, I related to it in a very specific way, as I said, in my love life. Um, I was very confused um, romantically um, about where I stood in the world. What is my position in the world of romance? And it's not that I was getting over a breakup or I was, you know developing feelings for somebody that I thought I couldn't get. There was actually not another person involved in this initial relatability that I felt to the song. It was just this overall idea of betrayal by the one person in your life that you loved so much and and likely still love so in fact that's what makes it more heartbreaking still loving them and I suppose I could say I was a little mistaken before when I said that at the time it wasn't really um relatable to me because of one specific experience but now that I'm actually looking back on it, it it very likely was um because the very last line 
of the song is is really what makes the whole song for me and if i remember correctly the very last line of that song headspace by lewis capaldi once again um it reads i never thought that a lie could sound so sweet until you opened your mouth and said you loved me and that just had such a profound effect on me at the time and it still does i i still ball my eyes out when I listen to that song because it's just something that I've struggled with throughout my entire life constantly feeling like I'm an unlovable piece of shit um even being told that by by certain people it it really does change your perspective of yourself when you constantly hear things like that from people and it's not that I shouldn't say I was constant like personally I wasn't constantly hearing that from other people. Uh, it was much more constant, a uh, much more constant um, expression of it was really um, coming from myself and me um, feeling unlovable and hating myself, uh, genuinely. I've gone through many periods like that in my life, and, and I don't know if any one of them really has a beginning or end. I think it's just sort of... Um, the roller coaster of my whole life, really, um, which is sort of depressing to, to think about. But, you know, like I said, this is a podcast about deep discussions, existential discussions, and that's just the truth of my life. But anyway, this song really impacted me in that way. Um, it touched on a lot of things, that personal feeling of, of hating yourself, feeling like you're unlovable, but also factoring other people in my life into it, which I was unfortunately able to do fairly accurately to the lyrics of the song, um, because I've lost a lot of people in my life, um, whether it be romantically, uh, platonically, just overall, there's a lot of people that, um, have meant a lot to me throughout my life who I unfortunately lost, which I know it's making it sound like they died. And look, I have obviously lost people um, to death, like like people in my life who I love dearly have passed away. But what I'm more so referring to now is um, my, my experience with friends and romance and things like that. I've lost a lot of people, and, and there's one or two people in my life um, that, that I will just say um, were romantic experiences for me where that final line of that song, I never thought that a lie would sound so sweet until you opened your mouth and said you loved me, um, really hits when I think about them because unfortunately with these two people, definitely with one of them, it's honestly still up to speculation in my mind whether or not this is really what was happening with the other person, but definitely for one of them, um, sort of that feeling of betrayal, because that is the ultimate pain, um, that I've experienced when it comes to romance and romantic experiences throughout my teenage years. It's that concept of expressing your love for someone and them very, very much with open arms, opening themselves up to it and reciprocating it and saying all these things to you that are genuine in the moment, I am sure, but 
end up not being true. And it's very hard to not hold that against these people, but I don't. I did for a while, but then I I grew more, I had more experiences, I matured, and I graduated high school, and I'm currently a freshman in college, and, and that really has changed my perspectives on a lot of it. I, I don't have very substantial ill feeling towards anybody, and if I do, I certainly don't externally hold that grudge against them. I try to be very civil, I strive to be very civil and polite and loving um, to anyone, no matter what they've done to me, um, no matter how much they may have fucked me over, it, it genuinely doesn't matter to me anymore. I mean, I mean, it does, obviously, to some extent. You know, you're never going to fully forget. Um, the term forgive and forget is something that I find to actually be very detrimental and damaging to resolving a lot of conflicts. I more abide by the philosophy of forgive, absolutely, but never, ever forget. If you forget, history is destined to repeat itself, and you may find yourself falling for the same traps that you did the first time. Now, as I said, I get off on a lot of tangents, and that was just an idea that I'm throwing out there, not necessarily entirely applicable to these situations that I'm talking about. Basically, what I'm getting at is that concept of somebody saying that they love you, and it being so genuine, and it being music to your fucking ears. That one person saying that to you, and it doesn't even have to be I love you, it can just be an overall expression of love for you, or expression of admiration for you. When you bleed all over the floor for someone, you just completely pour your guts out and pour, pour your heart out, I guess is the more proper phrasing. Um, and that person reciprocates it in, in any capacity. It's the most euphoric feeling. And I went through an absolute euphoria when it comes to that uh, experience. It was completely, completely euphoric. And, and there's really no other word that I can quite use to describe it. And then, unfortunately, uh, it didn't work out. And I went through a period where I was very bitter because I felt like I had been led on. Looking back now, I don't feel that that is the case. And it was one of those particularly tragic, uh, tragic situations because it's not like anybody objectively did anything wrong at all. It was just sort of a thing where it just wasn't meant to be and it just didn't work out um much to my heartbreak i mean i'm still heartbroken i almost want to cry uh thinking about it i'm not going to because crying in youtube videos is different you can see me just hearing a teary sad voice over a podcast that might sound kind of weird so i'm going to try my best to avoid that but I still have love in my heart for this person, and I am in a very happy and very committed relationship that I legitimately couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better relationship, um, and I mean it, every word of it when I say that this is, the, the person I'm with now is the person that I want to be for 
uh, not the person that I want to be, the person that I want to be with for, for the rest of my life, for the entire rest of my existence on this planet and in any afterlife there may be, I want to be with no one but this person. I have found genuine reciprocated love and it's beautiful and it's done so much for me and I would hope it's it's done just as much for this person. It's, it's a very, very fulfilling, very happy relationship and I, I couldn't be more thankful. But that doesn't mean that it's not okay to, and this goes for everybody, you know, I'm talking about my personal experiences to get this point across, but this goes for everyone. It doesn't mean that it's not okay to still have love for people in your past. Because this other person that I'm referring, that I'm referring to that I had this unfortunate experience with is somebody that I still love with all my heart. It's a different kind of love now, obviously, you know, at the time, it was a head-over-heels thing, um, a, a fleeting, euphoric, teenage, love-struck romance. Um, and, I, and I will say that it was genuine love. D despite the teenage love-struck romance BS, <laughs> it was genuine love. And that, in fact, that was the reason it was so heartbreaking, because it was the first time, I think, that I had genuinely been in love with someone. You know, I had felt like everything before that was sort of me feeling like I had to feel like I was in love or feeling like I had to be in a relationship to meet this social standard of being in a relationship. And you you guys know what I mean. But this experience and these feelings came out of nowhere. Um, and again, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about it. It's also very possible that the person who I'm referring to is listening to this podcast. Um, and so I, I don't want to go into the, the weeds of it. Um, but, and, it, and I don't have, like I said, I don't have any ill feeling towards anybody. In fact, this person, um, <laughs> it's actually a very like bittersweet, seemingly contradictory statement when I say this, but I'm going to say it. This person broke my heart in the most graceful way that they possibly could have. And that's all I'm going to say about how it happened at this point in the show, because once again, this is the first episode, and there's certain things that, you know, I'm just not supposed to get into. What we're focusing on is where the title Headspace came from. And I said it was that song by Louis Capaldi, and I have been describing for quite a while now, um, why it was that song and I've been explaining what like what that song means to me and why it means so much to me which I feel is important um, because context in my opinion is one of the most important things to obtain in any situation one of the most important things to give and one of the most important things to receive I'm just saying that at the time in my um, 10th grade year I wasn't necessarily relating it to this person because the the experience with this person that I've been referring to um, happened in my junior year, actually. Um, 
what I am trying to clarify is that the song has maintained its relatability for me all throughout my life. It has changed meaning. I've been able to apply it to different people, different situations, been able to apply it to solely myself in a lot of ways and my relationship with myself and how I feel like there's like just multiple me's in my head at any given time. It's like fucking inside out, man, where I got that Riley brain and it's just absolute chaos and I try to make sense of my relationship with myself and listening to that song sort of always helps me find meaning in it and find purpose in it and put it into perspective a little bit. So very, very, very long story short, that is why I decided to name my company at the time, Headspace Pictures. I, of course, later changed it to Headspace Productions uh, to expand into the world of theater um, and music and, you know, whatever it entails. It's a multimedia production company, and that can mean a plethora of different things. And that whole discussion was also sort of to, once again, drive home my emotional motivation for pursuing what I'm pursuing. I have been saved, as I said way earlier in the show, um, by so many different pieces of art, mainly films and theater productions and music is also a very, very big one for me. Those are the, th those are the big three for me when it comes to stuff that has legitimately, uh, saved my life and gotten me through some, some very, very hard times. I could also attribute a lot of that credit to certain content creators as well. But yeah, that whole story of essentially the birth of Headspace Productions uh, was to give some weight, um, some knowledge, um, and context around how this, ind this little independent production company of mine uh, came to be. And I would absolutely love to discuss some of the actual projects that I have made under uh, Headspace Productions in future episodes. I'd like to have episodes dedicated to each one of them, actually. Uh, which I know I said that this show wasn't necessarily going to be a promotional thing for the company. But that's not the nature that those episodes would be in at all. Um, as I said, on this show... For obviously with this episode it's different because it's the debut episode, it's the very first episode, it's the pilot so to speak, and it's supposed to be more of a general discussion, sort of uh, a way to ease you into the style of the show and sort of what it's going to be. The episodes of the show where I talk about stuff that I have made, the purpose of those is not going to be to promote the company, it's going to be taking art that I made and doing the same thing with it that we do with any other piece of art on this show. We look at the existential themes within it, and obviously those episodes are going to be particularly interesting because I wrote it, I directed it, like I made it. It's it's my baby, it's my heart and soul, and so it'll provide a lot of a lot more insight into the actual intentions behind the material um, than any other given episode of the show where we're talking about somebody else's work. But that's really what those episodes would be. It would be me just doing the same thing with my art that I'm going to be doing with other people's art on the show. And I'm really excited for it. It's going to allow me to really make it clear um, my intentions with, with certain projects i i'm there's one particular project that um uh i received overwhelmingly positive feedback for but um a couple people pointed out some concerns to me about some things about the story and and potential messages and themes that i may not have been meaning to 
um, to promote or uh, perpetuate through it. And so I'm actually very excited to do an episode on that film because it is a film. It's it's a short film. It's actually my first like major short film that I made where I was um, writing, directing, editing, like doing everything, but with um, really good production value and actual locations and a big, um, a very big cast of extras and just a cast in general. It was genuinely an incredible experience. I'll treasure it uh, forever. But that's essentially what those episodes would entail. Guys, I know that this was a very, very weird episode. I'm not actually able to see at the moment how long this episode is. I can tell you that um, future episodes, um, which are going to be more in the um, actual structure of what this show is pitched as, are going to be one to two hours. I don't think I ever really want to exceed the two-hour mark unless, I mean, hey, we'll see where certain discussions take us. Maybe we'll just naturally go there and, you know, the episodes will be as long as they need to be, uh, which I would estimate about one one to two hours um, given the material. Um, but yeah, I hope this episode was a nice little introduction to the show, to me, um, to just the overall listening experience of what this is going to be, what to expect with it. I am very excited to continue with it. I have no idea how this is going to do. I am recording this as a college freshman in my college dorm room at no shit 6.12 a.m. Um, because I just was like, uh, I've wanted to start a podcast for a while, but I can't I can't do that right now. And then I thought, yes, I fucking can. I have a MacBook. I have a very good microphone that I love very, very much. Um, and GarageBand is always open. Uh, there's there was absolutely no reason why I couldn't get my ass out of bed into the shower at my desk and just start recording, which is essentially what I did. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry it was so all over the place, but I hope it, as I've already said, you're probably getting annoyed with me. I hope it did serve as a good introduction to the show, and uh, please stick around, spread the word about this podcast. I really want to get people listening. I think um, that there could be some very valuable discussions had on this show around existential topics um, and pieces of art, obviously. Uh, I'm just very excited at the prospect of it, so please uh, get the word out there as much as you can. So, to wrap it up, once again, my name is Xavier Reichbaum, and this has been the Headspace Podcast. Headspace Podcast.